Welcome, friends, to the Life on Purpose podcast. I am so excited to start season three with some new guests, including my children. The goal is to offer you some incredible conversations filled with wisdom, vulnerability, guidance, and resources. Life on Purpose is meant to inspire and remind you that everything you are looking for is on the other side of fear, and it is my privilege and honor to be a part of your journey to live with courage, hope, and confidence in the future. For additional inspiration, please hop over to my website at amydebrick.com and get access to more free resources or grab a copy of my book, Embolden. Enjoy. Well, today on the Life on Purpose podcast, I have the privilege, I guess, right, Blair? It's a privilege to always speak with you. Actually, it's a privilege to connect with any of my kids. So, um, because it's so rare and difficult. Um, What? I talk to you every day. So anyway, welcome Blair to the show. Thank you. Someone just decided to show up a little late, but that's okay. Well, I've been here. (laughs) You've been waiting for me. Well, I'm trying to multitask over here and I'm sure at any time while we're having this conversation, your brother, younger brother is going to come flying through the door at the worst time. This morning I was doing an interview and, um, I gave him a heads up and said, Oh, I'm going to be on, you know, can you just get yourself ready, get your room cleaned up and, you know, shower while I'm doing that. (laughs) And all of a sudden I hear the toilet flush from the, (laughs) the the one day I didn't wear my earphones. So, um, yeah, you just never know what you're going to get around here. Mm-hmm. But, true. So, yeah, so this is starting, this is going to be our first, of course, I wanted to have all of you kids together, but that is extremely difficult with all of your schedules being mm-hmm. completely opposite. Um, but this is going to be our first one for the new year of where last or two weeks ago, I will have aired Alicia Michelle's podcast episode. And then we are going to dive in a little bit deeper on that topic, um, more relevant to your experiences, your age, what you've seen, what you think about the topic and all of that. So she had talked about self-sabotage, which I think is kind of relevant for everybody um, Mm -hmm. at some point in their life. And so um, that's what we're going to discuss today. And you being a science person, I don't want to say science nerd, but- I mean, it is what it is. Um, I thought you would be a perfect one for Alicia's because she is a neuro coach already kind of has another extra layer to self-sabotage and and how that affects people in their mind and, you know, how things spiral out of control. I mean, I know you and I can't relate to that. We just take things at face value (laughs) and we just roll with it, but, um, for anybody else, very good at change. Yeah. Yeah. We're so good at change. Not that. um, Yeah. So anyway, on the topic of self-sabotage first, what did you think of what she had to say? I thought it was really interesting um, when she was talking about self-sabotage is kind of like one of the brain's um, automatic responses that we kind of develop ourselves is like a way to protect us from whatever our brain is perceiving as, you know, unsafe or Mm -hmm. scary or unknown or whatever it is. 
Um, but instead of it just being in situations that are actually unsafe, it transfers into other things. And then that's kind of when our brain triggers the self-sabotage process in situations that aren't really necessary, which kind of happens to me every day. So I thought that was interesting. Well, what do you mean happens to you? Like, give me an example. Well, it happens. I don't know. I think, well, for me, I think, um, the times that I self-sabotage something, um, it's the same kinds of things. It's if it's something new or something I haven't done before, especially if it's something I'm going to do by myself. Um, and it's just something that's unknown. Like, I don't really know what to expect. Then my brain kind of tries to find ways for me to get out of it. So then I can just stay in the same, you know, kind of schedule of stuff that I do know. And I don't have to go out and do something that's scary or unknown or I can relate in a small way. (laughs) So, yeah, which I think everyone has, I don't know, I guess different things that freak them out or scare them, or they might not, you know, Mm -hmm. might take them a little bit longer to come around to, but yeah, I think it's pretty relevant for everybody. I agree. I thought it was really interesting how she talks about how your brain puts you almost in this protection mode. So it's mm-hmm. kind of like at first just doing it like out of your own protection, like, oh, that doesn't, that's not going to feel good. But even if it's not something dangerous, like. Yeah, you know, well, it, it reminded me of irrational fears because that's, it's like the same basis for when you have an irrational fear, your brain goes into that fight or flight mode, even when mm-hmm. it's something that's completely harmless to you. like people who are well I'm kind of afraid of spiders so kind of come on a decent amount (laughs) but it's not rational I haven't had any traumatic experience with spiders I haven't there's someone that I've known I haven't had any like somebody gets seriously injured or something but I like physically jump and panic and start sweating if one like is on me or something and it's as though like I'm in some sort of serious danger, even though I'm not, but I don't know, your brain kind of, it just, you know, kind of puts you in that fight or flight mode. So it was reminding me of irrational fears a lot. Um, so I thought it was interesting because I think they kind of have the same basis. Definitely. Although at one point you thought you were, um, had something had happened to you with a spider by just me having you clean your spider webs out of your room. Okay. That was like a torturing moment. Just FYI for anyone listening. That is not a torturing moment. I don't do, I don't (laughs) deal very well with spiders, especially if it's, especially if they're like higher up than I am. I don't know what you're going to do someday. I'm not going to be able to go to your house. Um, um, but no, but that's I, the point. There's no reason for me to be that scared of them. My right. brain's just kind of hardwired into thinking that even though there's like really no reason for it. So, but what I liked about her pointing that out is that then she offers the steps to say, which you may have to do this with the spider fear. That's a good one <laughs> is getting to the root of why you are so afraid of spiders and kind of starting with that. I mean, she kind of makes a big point of saying you really have to kind of get 
underneath that, like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. I don't like this and kind of really peel the layers back on why that actually is. Now, yeah. I'll be curious when you do that to find out <laughs> what is going on with spiders other than maybe you watch too many Marvel movies. Um, I like Spider-Man. I don't think that's the problem. So, well, we'll see when those layers get pulled back. Okay. <laughs> but I, I think it's a good practice. And I think that as you would agree, someone who even still today, you know, we're just talking about this and you're using the spider fear, which is a really good one, actually, of how she's talking about all this, because it doesn't even have to be something where somebody else would consider it to be like a devastating event or something like mm-hmm. that. It could be something just almost like an irrational fear, which I think to some degree, a lot of times that's what they are. Even if it is going and doing something, it's an irrational fear, but I think it's important to not just say what it is, like she says, but really to, to dig in deeper and get to the root of it. Because I don't think that, and you may or may not. You mean just announce that that's what you have and kind of. Yeah. Like instead of just making me like, I'm afraid of spiders. And then it's like, okay. (laughs) And now I'm like 80 and I'm, I'm just still afraid of spiders. But her, to her point is let's not just stop there with the acknowledgement let's actually not have a, keep holding us back where we in our homes Mm -hmm. and we, and we're like, you know, like in a puddle, if we see a spider by getting to the root of the actual problem and then going from there. So, um, that'll be, so when we will have to follow up with that, of course, with you, with me, I don't know, because for years I was fearful. I was like Charlie Brown in the Christmas show when, you know, he was trying to identify what his problem was. And then it ended up being the fear of everything. Um, yeah. (laughs) So for years I was struggling with the fear of everything. So I think I, my whole root of that has been exposed and I've kind of dug into that, not to Mm -hmm. say that different fears don't still resurface and you have to kind of keep them in check, but for something that specific, I think we should do a follow-up interview to see so i think we can pick one of the many other things i'm afraid of i don't think we need to i don't think you're afraid of that many things no i'm not afraid of that but this would be a good science experience (laughs) i don't think so and i'm not going on fear factor or anything you are a science girl so your homework assignment will be i know you just finished your Semester. I can't even look at pictures of them. I don't think that's something that I'm going to be. That's a problem. Experimenting on my own. So. But I do think that, so let's do this. This is how we'll, no. we'll, I, I think you should at least consider trying to nail down about what the root is of, of why you're so fearful of spiders and just at know. least go from there. Not like right now, like Oh, okay. No, like, like, I don't think she meant like put somebody on the spot and have them expose their everything in front of them. I think she means like taking the pause, taking the time, taking the time Mm -hmm. to actually to figure it out. Yeah. No, yes. That, yeah, you should obviously do that. No, you should should specifically. So we will. People in general, (laughs) general speaking should do that. So we'll, we'll try to dial back in a few months on this topic and just see where you're at. How about that? We'll just see where you're at. We'll see if you were able to even identify it. You know, the other thing I liked about her conversation is that it's not an overnight success because let's be real. I mean, 
anything related to fear, I don't think is an overnight right success really or solution. I mean, whatever you're scared of it for a reason, regardless if it's irrational or not, or a small or big reason. I mean, it's hard in any sense to confront something that's making you fearful. So yeah, I don't think that's, it's something you have to probably work at multiple times a week and, you know, try to be more and more conscious of and paying attention to. And so, yeah, I agree. I think it's, well, I think work at progress and work through. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. Work. And, and, um, I think that's another way where you would be self-sabotaging by saying, okay, you know, by, you know, in a week from now, I'm going to be like having, uh, you know, a tea party with a spider, but anyway, it, you can't set yourself up for unrealistic goals either, because that's another form of self-sabotage. And I think you do that though, because they really don't want to have to dig in and get the work. And that's the other thing to that. It's like, you can Mm -hmm. make these unrealistic goals and it's like, Oh, well, I mean, I tried, I mean, I gave it a day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, cause then you get to say that in your mind, like, you know, I tried it. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think everyone does at some point, you know, but yeah, I don't, I don't think it actually ends up helping you obviously. No. I mean, what would you say? And then we'll probably just kind of close out this conversation. What do you think is based off of her research would be the best advice for somebody, you know, whatever their, whatever their fear is on moving forward with it, you know, cause she's really talking about things that hold you up in life. Not that, mm-hmm. I mean, a, a fear of spiders, cleaning your own home can't hold you up, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like in general, she's talking about a lot of things, a, a, a range of things that it could be. So what would you say based off of her? Because I know you like the science end of that. Um, well, I don't know. I just think, well, like people, my age, I think, like a good first step and you're yeah. Relating to your I, age group, like where do you see that happening a lot? I just think we're in a very, I don't know. I think my age group is a really like transitional period of life. Like there's a lot, I know a lot of people that are around my age group, but we're all doing like a lot of different things or all all of our lives look pretty different. So I think, you know, once you graduate high school and you're kind of in that twenties range, you know, there's just a lot of unknowns and kind of like a lot of paths that you can go down. And I think it's can be overwhelming and scary, especially if you maybe had a path planned out. Like I, when I kind of went to school, I I thought I had, you know, a path planned out that I was working on, you know, so I didn't think that that was something that I had to worry about because I thought I already had something to work towards. Um, And then obviously I changed my mind because also when you, I don't know, I think get out of your high school, you see that there are a lot more opportunities and then that's scary deciding if you have, if you want to change and do something just different and maybe risk wasting time that you've already spent on things. So I think there's just a lot of unknowns and, um, I feel like our lives are kind of changing a lot when you're in this like your early twenties or any period in your twenties. So I think just maybe trying to start with something small or if there is something that 
you keep sabotaging. Um, sometimes I think, or, you know, I think for me and what I think she was talking about, we don't necessarily know why, um, like, you know, it's something that's hard for you and you know, it's something that you're scared of, but you know, why? So I think starting with that is probably right. The best piece of advice, I guess, especially for me. And I thought that was a good point when I was listening to um, the conversation you guys had. Um, because even if I think you push through it and maybe do something that scares you, I don't know if it's still necessarily, it won't be resolved in your mind and things may come up like that again. And then every time it's like this really, you know, scary anxiety filled process for you, maybe until you figure out like what it is that's making it so hard for you to do. So I think the why is probably most important, even if you're just like verbally talking to someone about why it's freaking you out or causing you to, you know, sabotage it or not acting on it or writing it down in a journal or anything, I guess. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Because I know, I, I know when you had changed your major, one of you were definitely self-sabotaging before you actually changed your major major. But I don't yeah. know if you, I don't know if you really, I mean, you may have consciously thought that, but I don't know, but your underlying oh. fear, I, I think okay. you would admit what well, you did when we wrote the book at that point, or I mean, after the fact, not at that point was the fear of telling dad and I that you wanted to change your major. And mm -hmm. feeling like you were going to let somebody down. And I think that there's a lot of that with different things because you, you don't want to let people down. And so it, it could be, it doesn't have to be like changing your major, but it could be like holding you back instead mm -hmm. of moving forward. But so yeah, I mean, yeah. that's kind of a good example of where you were kind of self-sabotaging without realizing it just be in the sense of you had realized that that probably wasn't the path you wanted to go on but you were just afraid to tell us. So instead of just, yeah, I didn't handle it really the best way necessarily. Um, I think that's, I think that's pretty common. I think you're, that's just this particular situation, but I think that's yeah. what happens. We don't handle things in the appropriate way because we're not actually handling the direct issue. Mm -hmm. We're kind of yeah. hoovering around it. And so then what happens is, you know, it's like, you know, like when you kids are little and, you know, if I'm upset with something else, but then you take it out on somebody else. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. If I'm annoyed with somebody else's kids when they're playing over here, but then I would take it out on a new kids. It was kind of like a transference <laughs> of my yeah. whatever. Um, Miss Allison, I laugh about that all the time, but you know what I'm saying? To a degree, it's yeah. like you're not really directing the- You're not really resolving. Yeah. It. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was saying too. Like, even if you do- like, even if I, I don't know, I, and I did, and I ended up telling you and dad, but I didn't really work through kind of what I was afraid of. So I had already kind of sabotaged some things that I probably wouldn't have if I had, you know, figured out kind of the root of right what was making me, you know, scared sooner. Um, but yeah, I think that happens for everyone. I, I think too. especially my age, we're kind of all supposed to be, you know, you get out of high school and whatever your path is, you're still supposed to be doing something. So, you know, and I had already spent a lot of time in high school preparing for the major that I went into school for. So it kind of felt like I wasted all that, you know, time and energy and stuff, but 
which isn't true. No, that's the thing. It's really hard to figure out your whole life plan by 18. That's kind of difficult. Figure it out by 50. So, yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, that's the problem is that I think sometimes part of the self-sabotage is other people's expectations. And Mm -hmm. so then instead of just being honest and, um, you know, about where we're at and and what's really going on, we try to hide that. And Mm -hmm. then we get kind of caught up in the lie that we're going to let somebody else down or, you know, we should be doing something else. And so then we really don't pursue the problem the way we should. And then it transfers in different ways. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. That's a good well, that, point. Yeah. Well, that's uh, well, that's good, Blair. I'm, I'm glad to hear. Uh, I mean, you've got it all figured out now. So that's, that's all. That <laughs> a good one. But <laughs> I mean, at least the, the grad school and, and career. Oh yeah. Yeah. So school, that's something, yeah. that's something. No you got most of it figured out way more than I did at your age. So, um, that's uh, saying, that's saying a lot. Now your brothers that you're living with, I don't know, they'll hopefully be on the next episode and, uh, we'll see, but getting the, the yeah, three of you together. Um, it's like, I live with the three stooges right now. That's what it feels like. Yes. But. Well, yeah. And your adopted brother, Patchel, who's your brother yeah, it's just living there. Me and the three stooges. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, when you're home, we'll do another uh, episode with hopefully the four of you. Um, we'll get mm-hmm. Addie in here as well. But um, well, thanks for being on today. It was fun talking to you. Well, that's it for us today, friends. If today's episode or any other episode has left you feeling encouraged and inspired, please consider rating, reviewing, or subscribing to Life on Purpose with Amy Debrick from your favorite listening platform. The mission, as always, of Life on Purpose is to meet you where you are, but not leave you there, and let you know that although fear is normal, courage gets the final say. See you next time.